Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. This is his support for students walking out of class in Fairfax County. I'm Megan Cloherty. A government funding bill passes a preliminary vote in the Senate. A jury returns a verdict in the 2019 killing of a DoorDash driver in Manassas. I'm Mike Marilla. Mixed day on Wall Street. Closing bell Tuesday. The Dow was down 125. NASDAQ picked up 27. Good morning. Welcome in 4 o'clock on WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour. Sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Tom Foley in Washington. There are now tropical storm force winds along both the southwest and southeast coasts of Florida. This is Hurricane Ian slowly moves toward an expected evening landfall on the southwest side. Governor Ron DeSantis. People in southwest Florida, uh, this is uh, going to likely make landfall as a Category 4 hurricane. Uh, there will be uh, catastrophic flooding and life-threatening storm surge on the Gulf Coast region. Tampa Mayor Jane Castor. You know, used to have the old, uh, well, we can just wait this out and see what happens. And we're talking 10 to 15 foot tidal surge. Nobody can withstand that. There's no waiting that out. And more from Manuel Bajorquez. One indication of the level of concern for Florida's West Coast is the amount of resources that have already been deployed. We're talking about 5,000 of the state's National Guard troops already activated, as well as 2,000 more from Georgia, Tennessee, and North Carolina. Hit earlier by Hurricane Ian, Cuba has been completely without power. A police shootout in San Bernardino County, California, has left two people dead. An abducted 15-year-old girl and her father, who was a fugitive wanted in the death of the teen's mother, County Sheriff Shannon Dykus. During that firefight, the suspect vehicle comes to rest. A subject exits the passenger side of the vehicle wearing tactical gear. That was the teenage girl shot and pronounced dead at a hospital. Her father pronounced dead at the scene. A frequent Washington ritual is now underway. Congress working on a funding deadline Friday to avoid a partial government shutdown. Just such a measure now moving along. Continuing resolution goes through mid-December and includes more than $12 billion for Ukraine and also provides wildfire aid and assistance to address Jackson, Mississippi's water crisis. Congressional correspondent Nicole Killian planning to travel around Thanksgiving. Airfares are up 21 percent over 2019 and a whopping 43 percent over last year. So if you want to fly between the Friday before Thanksgiving to the Sunday after it, be prepared to pay. Big time. That is CBS News Senior Travel Advisor Peter Greenberg. With the death of Britain's Queen Elizabeth and her oldest son, now the king, the, his old title has passed on to his oldest son. So correspondent Vicki Barker tells us. William came into the title of Prince of Wales when the last holder, his father, became king. The couple visited the Welsh island of Anglesey, or should I say revisited. They spent three happy years there allowed to live as normal newlyweds early in their marriage. There's a big manhunt in and around Las Vegas for a 42-year-old convicted bomber who escaped from a Nevada prison where he was serving a life sentence. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. Changing. Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. WTOP at 403. 
Wednesday morning, midweek, September 28th, 2022. Increasing clouds heading through this day, this Wednesday, middle of the week. High of 70 degrees before we're done. 51 you're waking up to right now. Good morning to you. Nadine Lane, we thank you for taking us along for your Wednesday morning ride, topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we do head into this day together. Some Northern Virginia students is where we begin leaving their books and classes behind Tuesday to protest a proposed policy change on the issue of transgender rights. They're opposed apparently to new guidelines recently released from Virginia's Department of Education that say would affect the rights of transgender students. WTOP's Neil Augenstein starts our team coverage Wednesday morning here on TOP. Here at Loudoun County High School, about 60 students walked out the front door. This student, Felicity, is concerned the changes, including requiring parents to give permission to refer to their students by a different name or pronoun, would put the students at risk. Many students have supporting parents and they can go home to supportive homes, but there's also students who school is their safe place. And if we take that away from them by taking away their privacy, that can really harm them. Asked if there's a middle ground between the current guidelines and Governor Yonkins. Yes, there could probably be some sort of middle area that could be matched, but we don't quite know what that would be yet. In Leesburg, Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. Now we've learned here at WTLP this week, almost 1,400 students in all locally from a dozen Loudoun County high schools participated in the walkout Tuesday. It lasted about 25 minutes in all. Those in charge say this morning, Students who chose to participate will not face disciplinary consequences for doing so. WTLP at 405. Meantime, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin was not available for an interview, but responded to our request here at WTLP for comment on the student walkout by saying the existing policy excluded parents, which he says is, quote, just not right. He went on to further say that parents should be absolutely at the center of this type of discussion with their children, and he thinks this is for the child's best interest and for the family's best interest. Now, Fairfax County Board of Supervisors Chair Jeff McKay, who has been outspoken on Youngkin's directive to the Board of Education, speaking with our DMV Download podcast host this week about his view on the issue. Frankly, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them for standing up and, and making a statement. My daughter's one of those kids. On the DMV Download podcast, we asked Fairfax County Chair Jeff McKay whether he feels pressure from the Youngkin administration in regard to the policy changes that would hand parents of transgender children control over their experience at school as it relates to their gender identity. I don't need pressure on me to say the right thing. I, I think what he's doing is wrong. I think we had model procedures in place. And so I've got to set a tone for how our kids can be themselves, be accepted, be comfortable, and that we live in a community that overall is healthy. And, and I think about that every minute of every day. Here are a full conversation about education and school safety on the DMV Download podcast. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. The student protests are set to coincide with the start of a 30-day public comment period on this issue so far. A state website has apparently been slammed with more than 15,000 comments. Both we hear for and against the proposal. Details, you can find more on this at WTOP.com. WTOP at 407. He was accused, turning the page this morning, of killing a 56-year-old father at a Denny's in Manassas locally the day after Christmas back in 2019. Now a jury has this week found him guilty of murder. After more than four days of deliberating, a jury found Jordan Anderson of Manassas guilty of 45 of the 49 charges against him during a robbery at the Denny's that ended in murder. Anderson, along with another man, Ryan Walker, accused of robbing the restaurant, which was full of people at the time. Then as they exited, Yusuf Oscar unknowingly opened the door for them. Oscar was working for DoorDash at the time. He was shot and killed. Another man was also 
wounded. The jury decided against first-degree murder and instead convicted Anderson of a lesser charge of second-degree murder. He faces life in prison at sentencing. Walker is set to go to trial next April. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. WTOP at 407, an update on traffic and weather coming right up on WTOP. Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Wednesday morning, September 28th, 2022. Welcome to WTOP, where the time now is 408. Slower clogged drains. Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Driving and weather on the eights and when it breaks. Good morning to Rich Hunter with us in the WTLP Traffic Center. Hi, good morning, Dean. Folks dealing with the work on the inner loop of the Beltway in the local lanes as you cross the Woodrow Wilson Bridge from Maryland into Virginia. Again, more folks on the road starting to see volume building up. So, again, just be aware there is a delay there. It's not as bad as it was when they first set it up last night, but it's still starting to slow. Again, the through lanes get you by without delay. Outer loop not affected. Both the local lanes and the through lanes look good from Alexandria headed over toward uh, Maryland at National Harbor. Now, if you're traveling into the district early, I-295 North, DC-295 South look good. Uh, earlier, water main work that had closed 21st Street in Northwest, that has been cleared. However, they still have westbound I Street closed between 17th and 18th. Uh, or again, over near the GW University campus where they're doing some emergency utility work on water lines. Uh, over in Northeast, a stretch of Olive Street was closed between Polk Street and Coral Street. That as a result of cleanup and investigation of a structure fire last night. They also had Polk Street closed between Kenilworth and Olive Street. Uh, still looking good on the freeway, both 395 and I-95. No early issues along Suitland Parkway or South Capitol Street inbound into the district. Uh, over in Annapolis, still working westbound between Baydale Drive and Ritchie Highway, where they're doing the paving project. Single file left gets you by just a brief tap of the brakes as a result. And good news, the overnight work on the Bay Bridge has been cleared. Three lanes westbound, two lanes eastbound, and moving along without delay. Visit Fitzmall.com to find a safe used car. Fitzgerald has hundreds of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Next to a new car, a Fitzway used car is best. Visit fitsmall.com today. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Good morning. It's going to be a dry day around our area, and we're going to keep dry weather in the forecast all the way through Friday before whatever the moisture is left over from Hurricane Ian arrives here. Obviously, it won't be a hurricane, but we will have an opportunity for some heavy-duty rains Saturday through Monday. Today, though, dry, mostly sunny, highs near 70. Another winter of a day on Thursday, near 70 degrees. Clouds arriving during the day on Friday, high 68, and be ready for rain by Saturday. I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Chuck Bell for WTOP. 54 degrees at the wharf in D.C., 54 on Oxon Hill. You're waking up to 46 degrees in Sterling, 4 a.m. hour, Wednesday morning, middle of your week, September 28th, 2022. We're at 51 degrees now in our nation's capital. This latest check brought to you this early morning by Longfence. Save 15% on Longfence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimates. The invasion of Ukraine. Updates and analysis 24-7, 365. Washington's top news, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Latest on the war in just moments this 4 a.m. hour, Wednesday morning, coming right up on WTOP. Moments. They surround us, intersecting, every day, every instant. Moments that can change us forever. In a region where news is never ending, a singular sound defines our moments. 
a constant signal delivering the top news right at your fingertips when you need it most. For better, for worse, always connected. Our legacy is the future and we'll never miss a moment. WTOP News, 103.5 FM. Good Wednesday morning, 411 on WTOP. This is WTOP News. Election officials in Moscow said that eligible voters in Russia have now this week overwhelmingly cast their ballots in favor of the Kremlin annexing four Moscow-controlled regions of Ukraine. Meantime, Russia is threatening to use nuclear weapons to protect this territory. This morning, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green with more about Russia's claims and missteps. Russia claims it's a victim of Ukrainian aggression, but Pentagon spokesman General Pat Ryder set the record straight. Russia invaded Ukraine, not the other way around. They are the aggressor here and clearly have not achieved their strategic objectives when it came to their initial military aims within Ukraine. And they've struggled at almost every single aspect of the war. You know, we've seen them struggle with command and control. We've seen them struggle with uh, logistics. Uh, we've seen them struggle with sustainment and with troop morale. And writers said this mobilization that's been undertaken in the last few days is another layer of complexity for Russia. Translation, this too, at least at the moment, appears to be headed for failure. There have been long lines of Russian men trying to get out of the country to avoid fighting in this war. Do you have word that Russia has unveiled a new effort to try to stop them? What are they doing? That's right. The Russian Ministry of Internal Affairs, Sean, says a mobilization checkpoint is being set up at the Virni Lars checkpoint on the border with Russia. This is one of the most heavily jammed checkpoints out of the country. So basically what they're trying to do is to catch people as they try to leave the country, force them to enlist or force them to sign up to fight in this war. Satellites have showed miles-long traffic jams just a few days ago there and in other places. And I've heard several estimates that indicate hundreds of thousands of men are trying to escape Russia by air. Some are using cars, bicycles, scooters, and some are even trying to escape on foot. With the very latest on the war between Russia and Ukraine, WTOP's own national security correspondent, J.J. Green, talking with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. And now the small business buzz packaged by the UPS store. More than 80% of consumers 18 to 34 years old now use digital payment apps. That's the largest age group to do so. Small businesses have embraced them. They are quick and secure and a low-cost way for small business owners to get paid. Venmo's Business Profiles app launched last year recently reached 1.5 million businesses. Venmo processed $230 billion in payments last year, growing 44%. QuickBooks Online Mobile ranks best for small businesses. PayPal ranks best overall. I'm Jeff Glabel. At the UPS store, we have everything to help small business owners be unstoppable. So if you need printing, we'll be the printing store. I need help printing brochures. My at-home printer became self-aware. Of course. The UPS store can print. Wait, you said self-aware? Yeah. One day it was saying it was low on ink, and the next it was saying it wanted to rule the world. Weird. Well, whatever you need, we've got you covered. The UPS store can help small business owners be unstoppable with our printing services. The UPS store. Be unstoppable. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for Good morning, good morning, You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Good Wednesday morning, September 28th, 2022. 4.15 in the morning indeed on your Wednesday sports time and Rob's turn this morning. The Nationals scored the first two runs of the game and Paolo Espino was cruising through the first three innings, retiring the first 10 Braves he faced. But it was all Atlanta after that as the Braves won 8-2. to 
largely thanks to three straight innings in which they scored multiple runs with two outs, Dave Martinez. I got to play defense, right? I mean, can't give teams six extra outs, especially when you got guys over there that they can hit and you're going to pay the price. So you want good pitching? Defense does help. And we got to play better defense. And we've been playing good defense. Just didn't happen today. C.J. Abrams had a throwing error, and the still winless Paolo Espino gave up two of the Braves' three home runs in a five-inning start. Atlanta's win pulls them even with the Mets atop the NLE with three of their final seven games coming against each other. The Cardinals clinched the NL Central with a win over the Brewers, and the Yankees locked up the American League East on the same nights. The Orioles' wildcard hopes remain on life support in Boston. They fell 13-9 to the Red Sox despite Anthony Santander becoming the first player in franchise history to notch three multi-home run games in a four-game span. On the same day, Commanders coach Ron Rivera expressed confidence Carson Wentz will bounce back from a bad performance against the Eagles. The Cowboys are waiting to see if their starter will be back for Sunday's game against the Burgundy and Gold. Dak Prescott told USA Today he's a long shot to play on Sunday and is instead eyeing a return week five against the Rams. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Rob. As always, 416, Wednesday morning, midweek, September 28th on WTOP. Among the top stories we're following for you Wednesday morning at 4 a.m., the House January 6th committee has postponed a hearing scheduled for today, this Wednesday, as Hurricane Ian hurdles towards the Florida coast this morning. Committee member Adam Schiff had said over the weekend the next hearing would tell the story about a key element of Donald Trump's plot to overturn the election. Stay tuned. Meantime, speaking of Ian, Hurricane Ian is heading towards the Florida's west coast this morning. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis warns things will get bad quickly. When Ian hits the state later today, expected this Wednesday, millions have already been ordered to evacuate. The storm has at least 120 mile an hour sustained winds this morning, projected to make landfall this Wednesday afternoon. Some along the Gulf Coast could see, they say, 8 to 12 foot storm surges. And here at home, student activists have walked out of class this week on Tuesday all across Virginia, in fact, to protest Republican governor in Virginia, Glenn Youngkin's proposed changes to state guidance on transgender student policies. A spokesman for the governor says the new guidelines make it clear that parents need to be part of this process. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Women's leadership is elevating our world, and Innova is a leader in elevating women's health care. Innova Fairfax Hospital is ranked top 10 in the nation for obstetrics and gynecology by U.S. News & World Report. We are committed to putting women first. Our team listens to what matters most to you, from childbirth options and high-risk maternity care to pelvic floor health, surgery, and cancer treatment. Experience elevated women's care at Innova. Explore innova.org slash women first. Good Wednesday morning, September 28th. Welcome into WTLP, where the time now is 418. Traffic and weather on the 8th is always first over to Rich Hunter at the WTLP Traffic Center. All right, good start. 95 north in Virginia from Fredericksburg up to the Beltway Springfield. Nothing in your way. Express lanes available to you there as well. 395 north still working between Edsel Road and Duke Street, but only blocking the left lane of three. You get by two lanes to the right, just a brief tap of the brakes. Beyond that, you'll look good to and across the inbound 14th Street Bridge. George Washington Parkway continues to run well in both directions. Now on 66 eastbound between 29 and 28 in Centerville, the work zone blocked the single right lane. That hasn't been an issue. Neither has the work between the Fairfax County Parkway and Route 50. Two left lanes get you by, but heads up the slow spot between 123 and Nutley Street where you're squeezing by single file to left. And they have stopped traffic there a couple of times. Unclear if they've done that now. 
but it remains very slow getting past the Vienna Metro headed toward the Beltway, so be careful there. Westbound side, as you approach and pass over the Beltway, headed toward the Dunloring Metro, down to a single lane to the left there as well. And there, they've stopped traffic several times, but have not done so recently. And again, if you're coming off the outer loop of the Beltway, you're down to a single left lane on that ramp, but then you have to merge into through traffic on 66 westbound, and that has been an issue as well. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Hurricane Ian is making a final approach to the southwest coast of Florida today. All eyes on Florida for the next 24 to 48 hours. The storm will eventually reemerge into the Atlantic sometime late tomorrow and make a second landfall near Savannah on Friday night. That means the moisture will be here for the weekend. You have all the day today, tomorrow, and Friday with dry weather to get ready. Rainfall arrives on Saturday. Locally, we could end up with three to five inches of rain. Flooding concerns will increase on Sunday. I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Chuck Bell for WTOP. You're waking up to 54 degrees in Tyson's Corner, 55 in Crofton, 54 in Lawton Plaza. Warrior Bauer, Wednesday morning, midweek, September 28th, 2022. We're at 51 in Holding and our nation's capital. This Warrior Bauer check brought to you here at WTLP by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300. NewLookHomeDesign.com. Check them out. WTOP at 421. Good morning. Get your workout in while getting caught up on the day's biggest news story. And what is the point of this? Clearly some sort of system failed here. So I think this is a pretty big deal. Get tips on the best DMV date spots while cooking dinner. Top of the Watergate Hotel. We're going to go on some bikes. I am not a camper. WTOP's DMV Download Podcast. It's easy to listen no matter what you're doing. I mean, come on. 20-minute episodes, weekday afternoons. Presented by Steamfitters Local 602. Download wherever you get your podcasts. It's a beautiful morning. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. When a student lacks basic needs like food. This is WTOP News. Just had to hit that again so you could hear it. It's 421 on WTOP this morning. Hurricane Ian is moving now. Moving in on Florida after it tore into western Cuba as a major hurricane earlier on Tuesday with top sustained winds of 125 miles an hour. Ian is expected now to get even stronger over the warm Gulf of Mexico, reaching top winds of 130 miles an hour before approaching the southwestern coast of Florida, where 2.5 million people were ordered to evacuate. This morning, Storm Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer with the latest on the storm, talking with our Dimitri Sotis. Right now, you're looking at Ian as a Category 3 storm, 120 mile per hour winds. The pressure has actually dropped over the past couple of hours, but right now it's undergoing what uh, is, a, is what's called an eyewall replacement cycle. That could actually be good news, but the official forecast track from the National Hurricane Center actually increases its intensity up to 130 mile an hour Category 4, making landfall between around Sarasota and Naples. This is an area that is uh, extremely prone to flooding from storm surge. Uh, looking around the Port Charlotte area, down around Punta Gorda, an area I'm very familiar with. My parents lived there for a very long time. I still have family in that area, very worried about that area of the country right now. 
What kind of damage is expected? You know, I think the biggest concern early on, right along the coast, is going to be the storm surge. I mean, it could easily be 8 to 12 feet, and many parts of that area are around around sea level or, you know, maybe 3 to 4 feet above. So most of that area, Port Charlotte, Punta Gorda, that could all be underwater. Vienna Beach, things like, things like that. Maybe even Fort Myers and Marco Island could go undergo, uh, around Naples area, could undergo some fl- major flooding too. And then you get into the wind. I mean, if you've got a Category 4 hurricane with winds over 115, 130 miles per hour, you've got some major wind damage as well coming on through there. I was in this same exact area. This is very similar to Hurricane Charlie, which came through Port Charlotte in uh, 2004. I went through an area that was completely obliterated. The houses were just plain gone. Now, that storm was a little bit stronger of a storm, but I definitely expect to see some big damage down in the parts of southwest Florida. And you're thinking maybe a little less intense than first forecast, although sometimes when you're talking about these very subtle degrees, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's still very powerful. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. I mean, the, the forecast, the official National Hurricane Center forecast is 130 miles per hour. So they've actually increased what they thought earlier coming in. It was supposed to be coming in. It was originally about 125 Category 3 coming in. Now they've got it at 130. Part of that is because it's coming on shore a little bit earlier. So it's not going to have time to weaken as it makes its way on shore. And then it moves up towards areas like Orlando. Orlando, not under the gun. They're under a hurricane warning. They're going to see some strong winds, but they're not going to see any damage from wind. The damage in Orlando area is going to be because of rainfall. Uh, right now, some of the computer models are giving us be anywhere between 10 and 20 inches of rain. There's even a couple that are giving us over 20 inches of rain. So think about two feet of rain uh, over the next couple of days because this storm kind of stalls over central Florida and could be a, a monster as far as flooding is concerned for much of the state. You touched upon this for our area going into the mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, I didn't expect to hear several days of rain, but that's that's what you know forecast right now for us. Yeah, because it's moving our way, and then when it gets up towards our latitude, it actually pauses and, and stalls out around our area. The area of low pressure that is in actually stalls off to our west, and then it just sits there and eventually starts to move our way. So it's going to continue to bring moisture off the Atlantic right on into our region for Saturday, for Sunday. The heaviest rain could be Sunday night into Monday, and then into the day on Tuesday. That's also when we'll see the strongest winds, most likely Sunday into the day on Monday. But once again, those winds may be 30 to 40 miles an hour. So the wind's not a factor. It would be the rain. I, I'm not anticipating flooding at this time, but we do have to watch and see uh, just how much rain it does give us here in our region. With the latest on Hurricane Ian, that's Storm Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. DoorDash deals have been a J.P. Morgan Chase credit card perk for nearly three years. And now there's going to be a DoorDash credit card issued by J.P. Morgan Chase on the MasterCard network. The firms haven't yet disclosed details, including the launch date or perks beyond DoorDash rewards. Inflation is part of the reason some big retailers are hiring less holiday help this year. Macy's and Dick's Sporting Goods joining Walmart in those plans. But the National Retail Federation says while there is caution about the overall economy growing a lot more slowly, than last year, the lower hiring totals may also reflect that a lot of last year's holiday workers ended up with permanent jobs. Travel has not improved with the pandemic rules easing. J.D. Power's North America Airport Satisfaction Study found satisfaction at an all-time high last year. Passenger volumes were low. This year, pent-up demand for air travel, labor shortages, and rising prices have made airports crowded and passengers cranky. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Joan Doniger on WT.